0: Welcome, everybody, to another incredible episode of Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And this is a rock star woman. She is strong, and like I told her earlier today, she goes and gets it, and she's going to do it for you, but she also has a servant's heart behind it. Jacqueline, welcome to the call. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, Steve, this is great. I love our conversation, so I'm excited to see where we go with it today.
0: (laughs) Me too, and I always call it a call, but... You call it a calling, I guess. Let's start at the beginning. I know you aren't always a, a trusted advisor. What's Jacqueline's background look like?
1: Well, it, it was really very uh, unusual. i've I've lived a very unconventional life. I started in Scotland, and when I left Scotland at the age of sixteen for London, Um, I was leaving behind a big trail of tears, as they say, because I came from a very abusive family and uh, I made a lot of mistakes. And so I went to London. I was in London for 11 years. And then I I left London, leaving behind a husband and a three and a half year old son. And I moved to San Francisco. Uh, That was another huge leap. Every time I made the leap, there was nothing to back up. There was nobody to reach out to. So I go to San Francisco. I meet my husband, who I've now been with for 43 years. Congratulations! Just blows us both away. It's like, we're still here? How amazing is that? Um, we have uh, four children between us. I have a, his, mine, and ours family. Uh, we have two that we, we had together. Um, my son that I left behind is now 48 years old, and he and I talk every weekend. We are the best of friends, and he can't stand his father. What the hell? You know, yeah. that's just yeah. no Um, But it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I started to clean up my act. I had a lot of problems with drugs and alcohol, a lot of self-abusive stuff going on. And around the age of 35, when I had my third pregnancy, uh, by the way, I gave a child up for adoption when I was 20 years old. So, you know, that was just the first 30 years of my life. And at 35, when I got pregnant again for the third time, I said, she'll leave me before I leave her, which meant I needed to clean up my act and make it happen. So I did. I started on it. I was five years in AA before I realized that it wasn't about the drinking. It was about the stinking thinking and the stinking thinking was what was pulling me down. And I decided again, that it was time to clean it up. So my whole forties were really about making music, writing books, doing martial arts, a lot of psychotherapy, a lot of programming to help clear the processes that were going on. And then in my fifties, And by the way, we went from London to San Francisco, to Los Angeles, to Paris, to Amsterdam, to New York, to Bali. I had a house in Bali for 17 years. And now finally back to the Bay Area again. So, you know, I've done a whole global tour. But the the whole thing about this was I was in my 50s when I started this business. And the reason I started it was somebody came to me, a coach and said, you'd be really good at this. And I was like, You know, I've been giving advice all my life. People have been saying since I was, you know, a child, what do you think? So I would give them my 10 cents worth. And she said, yeah, and you could get paid for it. And I went, wow, what an idea. Okay, I'll figure out how to do this. So that was 18 years ago. And here we are. I've written three books now. Novel, The When the Crossings," which is a semi-autobiographical look at the family background. It's kind of nasty, but there it is. Um, the fearless factor which was written for women to help them understand how to deal with fear and the fearless factor at work which was written for middle managers because most of them are lacking in self-awareness empathy and communication skills yep. so that's the three books i've written to date and it has become my calling i had no idea but this is what i was put on this earth to be it's man
0: Well, it's interesting you say 43 years. I just got married in July of 2022. So I'm on the other end of it. But yeah, when you marry the right person, look what's happened. I've got to ask you, I guess you've gone through a struggle or two.
1: Oh, uh, do you? Yes. So Um, does that help
0: you with what you do now?
1: Everything that I do, Steve, is about I've been there, done that. I know exactly what this looks and feels like. I know what lack of confidence and self-doubt does to you. I know what limited thinking does to you. Mm -hmm. I know what self abusive behavior does to you. And all of my clients who come to me, and I've worked a lot with high achieving women throughout my entire 18 years of doing this. They all have one thing in common, self-doubt. They doubt their capabilities. They doubt their, 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 their ability to really speak up and claim whatever it is. I've just interviewed over 80 high achieving women in the last two years, for the next book, which is gonna be about fearless women leading the way. And it's interviews with them in order to inspire younger women leaders to learn how to use their voice, to learn how to speak up, to take ownership and authority of everything that they do, because I've learned how to do it for me. And it's a hard road, but I got some answers now. And you don't have to take years to figure it out. You can do it in months.
0: That's so why I love you. That's the audience why I brought her on. She she's telling you as it is. She's a straight shooter, but she's telling you she's going to take care of it. Do you work with men and women, or
1: I've worked with both genders. Yeah, uh, both genders. So, um, yeah. yeah.
0: What I'll... do you? Yeah, so what do you think? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of challenges. What's the ongoing challenge you have with your clients that you you solve not quickly, but gets the the ball rolling that you can help with.
1: I think it's it's really the bottom line is lack of confidence. You know, mm. if I hear anything familiar, lack of confidence and the fear of failure; these are the two big things that people come to me with. You know, I'm afraid to take more risks because I'll fail. Well, you know, we're all failing our way to success, is my point of view. Yeah. Uh, and when I I speak to that and I I highlight, like, you know, how that shows up in our life, but the, the confidence piece. Especially because it's mostly women that I work with, although yes. I have worked with, with men. Um, that's a big de- deal right there. As I said, mentioned self-doubt. Now, people talk about the imposter syndrome. I say, let's get rid of the label. It's a label. What are we really calling this? It's self-doubt. Yeah. Bottom line. There's nothing yeah. more to say about it.
0: No, and I I love that because I think there's a challenge for women in workplace I mean, I just watched an interview with the cinematographer for the movie. uh, Oh, it just skipped my mind. uh, Elvis. Uh And there were two cinematographers, and she said in the interview, there's only 4% in the industry that do that. And that's across the board. That's why I love what you do. Let's take those 4%, make it 20%, right?
1: No question. I mean, the number of women in boardrooms is still on the low side. You know, we've got 24% of women in boardrooms right now which has gone up, it used to be like 13%. Um, But the women CEOs, we're still in, in, you know, barely double digits at this point in time. And why is that? Well, it's not just opportunity. It's about the willingness to take the responsibility, the ownership, the authority in order for them to step into it. But they're also dealing with an old hierarchy and it's male-driven. And you can't get away from that. And so one of the things I talk about is why don't we learn how to have conversations across the aisles? Because simply being there's a lot of unconscious stuff here that we're not even aware of yeah. in that moment. So not just for for men and their relationship to women, but the women themselves and how they're willing to show up and have that conversation and everybody moving out of the fear business. So here's my take on fear. I'm just going to run right into that because this big one, what is fear, but the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. Fear is our imagination on steroids and it is all about stories. It's the story we tell ourselves when we're uncertain, when we're anxious, when we're worried, when we're afraid to to look to the future and see something really powerful and positive, because we're all in worst case scenarios. And here's what I like to say about it: Do you have empirical evidence that it's true?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guarantee you, you don't. Yeah, it's just made up.
0: They call that the old man's club. If that's what I'm, I think that's the old phrase when you've got the old, like, boys, the, club. The old yeah. boys club. Thank you. I knew it. Was, I, I, I'm a man. <laughs> boys Brooks Banner. But yeah, and I've heard that with sports, you get your old boys club owners that won't let these new guys in. Let me ask you a question comes to my head, my mind is there's got to be a dynamic between a CEO female and a CEO or director, board member, or manager. That's a dynamic you probably help as well, because that's different than male female, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we look at, you know, if we look at women owned companies. Yeah they're actually better run than their male counterparts. Why? Because women know how to collaborate. Women know how to build a network. And I'll give you an example of that. I'm just working with a CEO right now, and she's bringing six people into my new program, which starts next week. It's called Breaking Through the Noise, Redefining Your Relationship to Uncertainty. Now, this is a big thing at the moment because everybody's talking about fears and uncertainty and worries and anxieties and layoffs and and burnout and exhaustion, you name it. There's a whole slew of stuff that's going on right now. It's not brand new to be quite honest with you, but I think it's been heightened by circumstances of COVID and so forth. But this is a woman who is a CEO who calls herself the chief empowerment officer. (laughs) Now think about that for a second. And she is 150% invested in seeing her female employees rise up. And that's why she brought me six of them this week to say, help them with their self-doubt, their uncertainty, their anxiety through this program that I'm using. And uh, I have no doubt that in a month from now, they're all going to have some change of mindset about how they approach things. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you can't, it's not a magic wand. You can't wipe things out. You know, because the generations, because that's the other thing, a lot of women are traumatized and the trauma comes from earlier parts in their life, whether it's with family of origin, it's with authority figures, with bosses, they've all got stories to tell. So when women support other women and you hear the stories also of women who don't support other women and they're, you know, Marilyn Albright said there's a special place in hell for those women and I'm all (laughs) for that. Um, But for me, I'm all about, like the CEO, let's help raise people up. Let's give them the tools and the insights, the skills necessary to succeed in life and be more of who they want to be in the world. Because women are really good at compromising themselves. They compromise themselves on the job. They compromise themselves on the family. They compromise themselves for their children, and they miss out on getting down into the heart of who am I and what is it that really matters to me? And I used to do the same stuff. So I get it. I was a caretaker for years. Wow. still do, but yeah. you know, it's different.
0: Yeah. Your mind's different. And that's a powerful message about empowerment. You're the empower lady, the diva empower lady. That's a, your new title, because if more businesses did that, we wouldn't have these problems through COVID. Precisely.
1: Right? And and it's unfortunate there are more toxic companies yeah. than there are healthy ones. And the reason why they're toxic is because it's a resistance to change. It's very simple. They'll talk to you about, oh, we need to change. You know, we need our DEI, you know, initiatives, blah, blah, blah. It's all lip service. It's all bullshit. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's about mine on it. And I have talked to many, many business owners and, and CEOs and they are all going yeah, yeah, we know we really need to do something. Nothing, just,
0: Nothing yeah. 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 I'm going to put a challenge out there to the audience, Jacqueline. I hope you, I think you'll appreciate this. I want you to reach out to her, all her information, including her workshop, which we'll talk about in a minute, will be in the notes. I want you to reach out to her and see how she can empower you. She'll jump on a quick call with you or a Zoom call, whatever. Just reach out to her. She'll set that up. But this is what she does. She pinpoints this stuff, which is why I had her on. And as you can see, she came from a struggle and smiling, and beautiful, and excited to help people. Let's do some quick exercise. So I would like you, I'm your new client. Let's do like a couple minutes how you onboard me. You know, let's walk through the steps. So this is Steve. I've become your new client today. Let's get started.
1: Okay, Steve. So tell me, where, what is your greatest fear right now? i
0: uh, not making enough money to survive okay. bankruptcy.
1: So... How close are you to that pretty close okay and if that happened what what would your life look like
0: it'd be horrific catastrophic
1: okay and do you think you could recover from that
0: 50 50 maybe
1: and if you didn't recover what's the worst case scenario i'm homeless okay and if you were homeless what would happen
0: i have to learn how to make money to get, to get out of the homelessness. Okay. Figure out so, something.
1: So let's back that up a little bit. Okay. So you've got the worst case scenario going on in your head and I'll share with you that I was bankrupt last year and it was one of the best things I ever did for myself. And it was simply because I put everything out there and I thought, you know, see what happens. And it became obvious. So, yeah. I ain't going to pay this back. Cause you're going to be in hawk for the rest of your life, and right. that's not going to happen. So you have to make a choice. So what happened was, yeah, was I left with nothing? Uh huh. Am am I still pulling myself out of it? Absolutely. But here's where I would point you to, as I want you to think about this. Now remember, I'm a guide and an advisor here, so just take that into account. I'm sharing my experiences with you because I know. That you have an incredible resilience inside of you. That no matter what shit hits the fan, you're going to find a way out of it. So A, you won't be homeless. You might have to go through bankruptcy. But then again, everything's taken away. Your, your house, whatever. You've got an incredible force within you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing this show. You know? You're the one with the servant's heart. So we have to trust. And this is where the fear comes in. You've got to trust that you can handle whatever it is that comes your way. And if you're willing to have faith that you already have the resilience built into you, because think back over your life, how many experiences have you had that you wondered, how am I going to survive this? And guess what? Yeah, did. I'm here today. Here you are today having this conversation with me and I'm having this conversation with you. And I wouldn't be here if I hadn't been willing to do the hard work to keep showing up. So as your coach, although I like to say I'm your guide, Mm -hmm. as your guide, I'm here to help you understand that this limited way of thinking is absolutely getting in the way of you figuring out what's your next priority. There's a stoic philosophy called the obstacle is the way. And think about that. The obstacle is the way. So when we go, oh, well, we got all this stuff in front of us. We can't move. Well, yeah. It's like I did martial arts for years. Let me just share that with you, too. I did karate. And my teacher, and I did it for several years. And a teacher might have a black belt. Teacher said to me at one point, he said, you do your best work when you're exhausted. I was like, whoa, because I'm not thinking so damned hard. Part of our problem is we overthink stuff and we don't know when to stop. And so you keep punching and punching and punching and you're not going anywhere. So I had this vision of a wall and the wall was either you're going to go through it, over it, under it, around it, but you are not going to let that wall stop you. And I share that with you too, because I know you have that built inside of you. Is this helpful?
0: That is so helpful. That is what I wanted to hear from you as a, a potential client or a new client, excuse me. That's exactly, uh, that's awesome. And then of course you'll build on that each time you meet and you know, you'll you set up subsequent meetings and, and grow and build on we're it.
1: Just, we're just scratching the surface yeah. right now. And my job is to help you dig deeper and really get down to some answers because the fundamental question is who are you what are you really capable of being not doing but who are you capable of being in this world and you're already being that yeah you yeah. come with heart you come with this this giving generous nature and the universe will give it back to you if you allow it
0: amen oh my god that's so well we got some time left i want to talk about the workshop we're going to put in the notes It'll be next Thursday. Today is March 2nd, so it'll be March 9th, and And give us a quick uh, cliff notes of what it's about.
1: So uh, it's actually four weeks. It's not a one-week deal. It's a four-week deal, and I created an online self-directed program that looks at how anxiety manifests in our life, what all the different shades of it, what understand what that's about for you personally, a lot of self-reflection, we're going to look at fear and how you get beyond fear. We're also going to look at tips, tricks, and strategies to help you manage mm. the uncertainty, the, the places where you get caught up in the yada yada radio, as I like to call it, change channel. And then the last piece is what are you willing to change? So we're going to do that over four weeks, and I'm supporting it with two sessions a week, one live session on Thursday mornings at nine o'clock Pacific, and a QA and a call at four o'clock on a Monday, where you get to bring me what questions you have that you're working through. So it's kind of like a, you know, a guiding session, if you like. So that's it for four weeks. And at the end of four weeks, people, are, you're, you're going to definitely have a different attitude about your relationship to uncertainty. I put a lot of work and thought into this thing. And I know, and I guarantee you, if you do the work, it works.
0: Well, we're going to, this is awesome. If you have any questions... Again, the information will be in a link in the show notes. But reach out to Jacqueline if you have questions about it. She wants that phone ringing. She wants their email blown up. I want blown up because her mission is out there to help as many women as she can and men if that's the situation. And helping businesses. As you heard, she's got a CEO that wants her business better. And Jacqueline's doing that for her business by working with her people. So darn simple, but we make it so topical because of this this noggin in our head. Um, You've got the three. Let's see. And we've talked about the books real quick, the titles of the books again that you have.
1: Uh, When the Crow Sings is a novel and that's based on family history. And I have the fearless factor and the fearless factor at work. These are the three books are all available on Amazon. Um, Although a little caveat, if you want the novel contact me directly because the one they have on Amazon is a really bad version from iUniverse and I can't get rid of the damn thing. So if you want the novel, contact me directly, Jacqueline at JacquelineWales.com.
0: Beautiful. And her email and all that information will be in the in the show notes as well. Um, we're, we're running out of time here, and, you know, we could talk all day. Jacqueline, I've learned a lot about you. I didn't know. I've known you for over a year. And this is why I love doing the show, because now the audience has learned that I was right. I'm not right all the time. But today I was right, because you're one hell of a woman. I'm putting it out there in the universe and I want more people to benefit from you audience. Please reach out there. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. I want to leave the audience. I know you have a great tip, but let's leave the audience something that's really helped you through all these struggles to where you are today. I know you're still challenged with stuff, but you're moving forward. What's a great tip you can leave with them.
1: So one of the hardest things that we all have to deal with is learning how to believe in ourselves. We have to step outside of the stories that we have had implanted by other people, other people's opinions, other people's expectations, other people's labels, and learn how to believe in yourself because truly that is the biggest gift of all, is I know who I am and I know my strengths, my weaknesses, and no matter what shit hits the fan, I'll manage it. And when you believe that and have faith in that and can trust yourself, there's the key right there. When you can trust yourself, then life really is quite wonderful.